0: to that 80s show it feels like forever's since we were lost in our little 80s studio in the sky how are you dory
1: <laughs> that sounds like we're dead just by the way our 80s studio in the sky
0: <laughs> well, i don't think about that <laughs>
1: um i'm not dead i'm okay how are you papa?
0: <laughs> i'm I'm respectable, I'm respectable, Uh, welcome to mm -hmm. the Eddie show, if you're listening on the Cliff Central stream, we do put music in, if you listen to the podcast, you would have missed Respectable by Mel and Kim, why do I bring it up? Because sometimes nudie photos can make you a one hit wonder, (laughs) is is that the right way to frame that?
1: No, come on. They were at least a two-hit wonder.
0: At least a two-hit wonder. At least a two-hit wonder. So Mel and Kim, uh, great band from the 80s with one of the iconic songs, find an article on The Guardian this week. Mm. That started off because Mel and Kim were two rough girls from a council estate, but everyone thought they were models from Milan. And uh, Mel, they were sisters, Uh, Applebee sisters. Um, Mel, the late Mel, uh, she started off career taking some glamour photos uh, they found them, said, hey, this girl's gorgeous. We've got to do something. Hey, by the way, we sing. And they said, oh, but you could be embarrassed by those photos. Being Mel and Kim, being respectable, they, uh, they were not. They were not embarrassed. They loved it. Went full headstrong into it. And here's the thing, right? So you know for years, Dory, what did I think the name of that song was?
1: <laughs> tay Tay Tay? Tay Tay Tay. I thought that was the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, And, and like with, with so many of these um, iconic songs that ha- just have like a little catchy something, they hated the Tay Tay Tay, bit. they absolutely hated it. And uh, before they recorded the main version, because they recorded like a, I don't know, they must have recorded like a pilot or a test or a demo version. And Mel and Kim hated mm. the Tay Tay Tay, bit. and when they went out to perform it for the first time, that's what people were chanting. I think they were in Scandinavia. Or they weren't in an English speaking country and uh, everybody started chanting tay 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 at them and they were like okay cool you're keeping it in how is that like you, you hate something and that's what it becomes that's what you become known for
1: i mean it uh, it's quite a common story you know like so, a lot of bands the the fan favorite song is their least favorite song i can't re- i can't think of any specific examples right now but there's many examples out there
0: well not 80s and it's just well no, not 80s <coughs> Are you but sure the, the one i always think oh? of is um, yeah is Nirvana because uh, Kurt yes. Cobain hated Smells Like Teen Spirit. Couldn't stand it. In fact, he never performed it properly. He always like would fuck around when he performed it. Um, absolutely hated yeah. the song. The Melon Kim Respectable video. So kind of looking at this article, I went back to to watch the video. It won like major awards. It won MTV awards for best video, crazy shit. And again, they shot it for 70 grand and they say the amount of production value, you could make a video like that on an iPad now. <laughs>
1: wow, hey. So many awards. And uh, for years. I don't, remember. I don't remember the video.
0: Oh, they're in like a street urban setting scene. It's very
1: like 80s. Are they, wearing, are they wearing black and red? There is black and red. And big hats. I remember, I always associate them with wearing black and red. Yeah. And I went through a stage of wearing a lot of black and red in my teens, possibly because of them. I would,
0: I would draw a direct line between that occurrence. <laughs> um, yes. And for years, Kim did not want to perform without her sister. Her sister passed away, I think from cancer, quite young.
1: Yes. Uh, yes.
0: She passed away very, very young, actually. And... uh for years, she just resisted it and then, you know, resisted the calls from all these like 80s revival tours and concerts and cruises and eventually she bit the bullet and one day went and she like saw the love for the 80s music and uh, mm. she, no, she's she's on the circuit. She's on the circuit. Just Kim, uh, respectable. That, that is a full good five minutes of an 80s one hit wonder and that's what you get here <laughs> on that 80s show. <laughs> still a
1: great song still Still a great great song
0: still a great song now sitcoms in the 80s right yeah golden golden age sitcoms laugh tracks oh i mean they they still make sitcoms but if you have to go since the 80s can you name me five sitcoms not in the 80s not from the 80s that are like all times friends Hmm.
1: friends Um, I suppose Friends is a sitcom, but it's like, in my mind, a sitcom is like that whole two-dimensional feel where everybody's facing the screen. Whereas Friends was very three-dimensional. There were many venues.
0: I know what you're saying, but I suppose. They weren't facing the screen. They weren't facing the screen. (laughs) But the situation comedies. um, Yes. That kind of trope. So I'd say like Friends. um, I wouldn't say Seinfeld because Seinfeld came in '89, 89. So it's still part of the 80s. Um, modern family, Schitt's Creek, um, new girl, maybe, but you're talking like a handful of like sitcoms, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, like we just said, those have such a different feel to when you say the word sitcom, I think of married with children, the facts of life, um, Charles in charge, uh, family mm. ties, you know, that's what I think of.
0: That's what you say. <laughs>
1: So like five (laughs) sitcoms,
0: we've had like Mm. five sitcoms since the 80s where you had five stellar sitcoms on one night, you know, when you were lucky. Uh, Yeah. Repeat Saturdays, the repeats on Saturdays. Now, there is a sitcom I would love to see, right? Because, you know, sitcoms are always like a mismatch of people put together, small living quarters, add in some shenanigans, and it's all happening, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose New Girl's probably the closest in that way, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman, passes away two weeks ago.
1: Um, oh, boy. oh, I Didn't even know that. What? You didn't no, know? Didn't even know. What are you talking didn't about? Didn't
0: know. No ways. Didn't know. No ways. Nope. You didn't know. Pee Wee Herman. Mm-mm. Mm. He passed away two weeks ago. Uh, oh, he was uh, famous and very notorious. Had a little bit of a, a moment, um, which he <gasps> was did. Was he cancelled? He didn't get cancelled. Didn't you know the story? He was in an adult theater by himself, watching movies and doing things.
1: <laughs> did not know that. Dari, you, I know very little about him. You very a, little. you
0: really got to brush up on your Pee Wee Herman.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> History, that's right? what you're here for. You're here to help me with these things.
0: Well, I'm here to help you with the next one. Because only I am able to link Pee Wee Herman to David Hasselhoff.
1: <laughs> In the sitcom. Of course you are.
0: (laughs) The sitcom, I definitely want to see because, of course, all his friends, all the celebs come out with heartfelt tributes to Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman. How is this for a roommate, for a shared house? So David Hasselhoff uh, has put out a heartfelt tribute to his very good friend and roommate, Paul Rubin. He shared a flat. Listen to the four people who shared a flat. They met each other at Juilliard in 1973. Became close friends and roommates. Pee Wee Herman, so Paul Rubin, David Hasselhoff, Christopher Reeve, and Robin Williams were all roommates. That's insane.
1: Roommates. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, imagine. I mean, what a dream to share to share a home with Robin Williams, right? He must and must have been hilarious. I mean, all but like, them. can you All know? of them. I mean, Paul Rubens is the least, most interesting of the bunch.
0: Oh, I think he must have been developing like early peewee at that stage. But can you yeah. imagine how manic, like Christopher Reeve was like Mr. America, like was future Superman. Yeah. David Hasselhoff was like, oh, I can't be having that. I've got to flex with this guy. <laughs> Robin Williams got to be funnier than everyone. David Hasselhoff singing in the shower nonstop. You know, Christopher Reeve had a better voice than anybody. I'm watching. Did he? Of course he did. He is Mr. Perfect, Christopher Reeve.
1: <laughs> but did we know that he could sing?
0: Did he sing? I'm bet, I bet you he could sing. Not, he wasn't like Hasselhoff where he had to sing, you know. Right. Yeah, but yes. he could sing. But he could sing. Right. But that is a That is a sitcom I want to watch. Robin Williams, Christopher Reeve, David Hasselhoff, and Pee Wee Herman.
1: What you Man, calling? if there had only been like cameras on the walls, damn. Like,
0: like a reality show a reality show of yeah i mean it's like what are we what are we calling it i want to call it like Hoff's house um <laughs>
1: of course you
0: do. <laughs> oh what is it so into house oh you can't make this stuff up um what you can make up is a horror movie from the 80s have you heard of a horror movie called zeppotter
1: so my 16-year-old told Thank me you. all about this. Oh. I know the whole thing. It's very clever. This is fascinating. Dori,
0: pick it yes. up. Pick it up. I've got to let you regale. Because you're talking from a okay. 16-year-old's perspective,
1: right in the target yes. market. So basically, one, as far as I understand, one random TikToker started this thing by saying, imagine that we could pretend that there was this, movie called Zapot Zapotha, I don't know Zap- how you say it. Yes. Zipotha? Zapotha. Let's go Zapotha. Um, Zapotha. Yeah. I think it's Zapotha. That and like you and they're like basically gaslighting everyone on TikTok with but what do you mean? Oh, I, and what they and this person like they they came up with a whole not this person alone, but like as it spread, it because they, they they developed this whole lore around this movie that never existed, mm. and it was supposedly this this hectic horror movie, and they came up with characters, and so so random TikTokers would say, like somebody would do a thing, and then somebody would comment on them thing saying, oh, "You look exactly like Jason from Sabotha." <laughs> like that kind of thing like that's what they would do so and and people would just go on random people oh my god you look exactly like sharon from sapotha and like so they like created this non-existent lore about this non-existent movie and it spread like crazy like really quickly and really like crazy and people started kind of doubting themselves going wait a minute, was this a real, because at first people were like, that wasn't a thing. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that? Yeah. There's no movie. There's no movie. Called. And then after a while, people are like, wait a minute, was this a thing? And it starts getting that whole, you when, know, the Mandela effect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. it It's, it's say, like the whole thing with Shazam and Kazam. And, and it's, I mean, I don't know where it's at now, but it went, I mean, my kid was just showing me loads and loads of posts and they were hilarious so where, yeah where, so
0: clever where it's gone so the person who started it was called Jeffrey and she used it as a way to promote her music so she does synth style uh, music and oh
1: yes the music that, of course there was also an element it. of it yes that's it yes. so
0: people said wow your music sounds like it's from an 80s horror and that's where she went yeah okay, I'm gonna do this it went to the point where it like you say it's taken on a life of its own it's got characters yeah. it's got a cast list now you know yeah. it's like Elaine Maxine it's played by people
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I like, remember that scene with Maxine yes. and so-and-so in the cabin or whatever? Yeah, like, people have totally just, like, made it a thing.
0: So the latest on it is now it's getting some backlash because they've gone, okay, cool. Let's actually put out submissions to make the movie, right? So send us a 15 to 20-minute, your screenplay or your variation. You can film it, whatever, of the movie. And everyone's like, cool, Two and $500. And everyone's like, no,
1: no, tell with that. <laughs> Like, this is a massive yeah. trend. I'm not going to make a movie no, no, no. for $500. If I write this thing. I'm around the writer. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's where yeah. it's
0: getting a bit of back, backlash. It's saying it's exploitative. But anyway, it's still going on. They said the deadline's October 20th. Um, but it is the first example of a fully crowdsourced TikTok horror film. And it had to be an 80 slasher flip. It's
1: so it. cool. <laughs> we love it.
0: Never, yeah. never dismiss Synthwave.
1: Never. But can I say, no, of course, never. But can I say they must never make this movie because it no. will never live up to the hype. Oh, no, they'll ruin it. It must never get made. Unless it stars David Hasselhoff.
0: <laughs> then make
1: it. Well, it can't star any of the others from the house because they're all gone. David Hasselhoff's the last Whoa. remaining roommate.
0: Wow. <sighs> I didn't even realize that.
1: He is the last man standing. What did he do? What did he do? He, I mean, he was Michael Knight. What, what more do you need to do?
0: No, but what, what was he doing in the shared house? Like, what horrors did they see that they were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is terrible. No, actually, all of them, Shem, yeah, actually, yeah. unfortunate, uh, too early yeah. deaths, so let's not joke about sure. it. But that is yeah. Yeah, David Hasselhoff, Last Man Standing. That would be the game show. That would be the game show. Who right. is Hoff gonna off? Yes. Oh. <laughs> a slasher a slasher sitcom set in the eighties where you know David Hassel, like Dexter style, you know David Hasselhoff is the killer. But who's he right. gonna off? who's he gonna off? Who will the hoff who's, off?
1: Who will the hoff off? <laughs> <I'm> telling you. <laughs> Genius. genius. Started on TikTok immediately. Yes, done.
0: <laughs> I just have to realize, I just have to figure out where a TikTok is. Um, I, uh, You know, I'm going to make a dad joke. You know, we try to avoid ticks, if you, if you will. Mm-hmm. No, that was, that didn't work.
1: I think we need to revisit our initial long ago aim of trying to interview David Hasselhoff. I think, I think we must, I think we must try again. I think it would be shockingly no, he features on the show a lot, he a does. lot. I saw him. I saw him in
0: London in a crowd. It was. Uh, yes, you, I remember. You know, I remember the story. I got a photo yes. of him, very blurry photo of him. Um, I think it'd be shockingly easy to get an interview with David
1: Aslove. I think we must put Barrett on the case.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm not hating it. I mean, he, the last he came across, he was interviewing about trains. Um, he loves trains. Uh, yes. In Joburg, we have the Chao train, so maybe Chao <laughs> train is somebody. I do some work with the Chao train, so maybe Ooh. we could interview David Hasselhoff on the Chao train. Huh?
1: What do you think? Now you're now you're reaching. We I could take, we take we him. Move on. We could no, take him to
0: Pretoria, no. okay, to Loftus, because that's definitely his fan base there, and he could have sold out <laughs> concert, singing his all two songs, Dory. It's gonna happen. Patricia Lewis Vibes. Didn't they date? And he's got South African connections. Yes. They dated. Oh. Yes. Oh, the Hays was all over that. I remember when they dated? <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. It was like for three months, him and Patricia Lewis on the you and Hays every single week in the eighties.
1: What a biz- If you had been the editor of those magazines, would you not have done the same thing? Oh
0: totally. What a bizarre time. What a very, very strange
1: time that we've put out
0: of our minds. Just (laughs) crazy. What a strange time. Oh, boy. You know, we're coming up to the part of the show where we give movie recommendations. Each one of us picks a movie or a TV show from the 80s. But I'm telling you, so far, we've spoken about made-up stuff that I think is going to be better (laughs) than my movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? I'm there for who's the Hofkin off. I'm there for it. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> selling it to Endermol. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into it, Dory. Movie recommendation or viewing recommendation or viewing not a mm.
1: for the week. Paolo, you mentioned this TV series very briefly it's a couple of months ago, almost in passing. Hmm. You did not let on the jewel. I'm talking about a town called Malice on Showmax.
0: Dari, it is the best.
1: (laughs) It is the best. It is. It is. It's phenomenal. And we were, I was watching it with my kid, and we were loving it, absolutely loving it. And we were so worried that it was going to be one of those, oh, God, Cancelled after season one, ending on a terrible cliffhanger. What are we going to do? We were, we were literally full of anxiety in that last episode. It, uh, it ends perfectly. perfectly. I mean, it leaves a little door for a potential season two, but there's no need for a season two. It ends perfectly.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And, but, but the main thing, I, I don't even want to talk about the plot. The plot, for me, the plot was secondary. So let let me just
0: tell the plot quickly. I mentioned in part. Tell the plot quickly. Right. So okay, I do it. I was two episodes in. It's basically in the 80s a bunch of low level gangsters from East London. Um, they come they Not of East
1: like London, South Africa, actually the UK.
0: It's <laughs> yes, not Uteneg. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the east of the real London. And um, they are kind of low level. They're kind of insignificant. There's a bit of a. a crime and the son and his girlfriend have to run away and they run away to the Spanish uh, Costa del del Sol. And Mm -hmm. there they realize that it is prime for them to kind of reclaim their gangster roots. And there are, there are smugglers, there are travelers, there are, there are Dutch drug dealers, there are Moroccan drug dealers and there is a very, 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 very vengeful person um, who is just out Standingly evil, but you love her at the same time.
1: Oh my God. So there's a few things. So so yes, they were the small fish in the big pond in the UK and then they get there and suddenly they are the biggest fish and they're like, they would be like running the place. Yeah. So there's that element. It is a typical crime family. And of course your best crime family has the mother at the top. Sometimes it's the father, but the best ones have the mother. Her name is Mint Ma, and she is played by – I literally have gone blank. <laughs> uh,
0: I've never seen that. her – you know what? I've never seen
1: her in anything else. But no, no, no. You have. have you I? have. You just don't realize it because she looked so different. Um, she was uh, River Phoenix's girlfriend at one stage. Wow. We're going back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have just blanked on her name, so I'm quickly looking it up. But basically, yeah. So they, But what happens is first it's the son and the girlfriend there, Martha Plimpton. That's her name, Martha Plimpton. Um, I promise you know her. She's been in other things. She looks very different. Okay. And also, she's American, but she had the British accent, obviously, for the show, which was superb. You, you know
0: what's so so fa- you know what I love about her character is that the, the, you, you're you're with all the male characters are real rough around the edges, Governor Brav, even in it, you know, mm. guys like that. But the two most mm-hmm. menacing characters are the two female characters. They're they're yeah. the absolute worst because she, Mint Ma, is the matriarch, but she drives. She just like plants little seeds and manipulates everybody. She's menacing.
1: She's fantastic, honestly. But yes, so she, she's amazing. But, but what happens is so initially it was just the son and the girlfriend, but then the whole family then descends on the island as well and joins them. Um, not, what they were, not what anyone was expecting, actually. So, but that, the story aside, the story's great. No, 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 no. I am here to talk about the soundtrack. Oh, also Oof. obvious, all the obvious things, um, clothes, hair, all the things. It's super overexposed in terms of lighting, so oh, yeah. it's very bright and colourful, and just completely eighties filter. I mean, even the, the the title thing is like neon blue yes. and pink. It's it's perfect. So before but you move on, it,
0: before you move on to the yeah. music, you know, yeah. you know that I was googling the hell out of trying to find those feeler jackets. Those Fila tracksuit <laughs> tops because the one, the, oh the, kind of like, the one character that's all he wears and these old school Fila, I think they're called the Fila Bjorn or something like that after Bjorn Borg, that's what he wore. Um, and he's got a yellow one, he's got a red one, he's got a blue one, he's got a white one, he's got a black one. I was like, I need one of those. And then I know you're going to move on to the music, but there is a nightclub yes. um, resort type they yes. keep descending on. It is Paradiso, the, oh, par- Club
1: Paradiso Club Paradiso something like that. It but is yeah, Paradiso. Everything you yeah. think it is. The resort oh, is so eighties.
0: Club Paradiso is so eighties, and this is where you get into the music. And Dory will talk about
1: the music. Dude, I have got. I found an article that lists every single song, for, song from every single episode. Now I'm am li- watching the show and I'm thinking, wow, there is a, there are a lot of songs. In the show, and they and they're choosing the best, the best eighty songs, with a few obscure things thrown in. For example, Mirror by Dollar, which maybe to yes. some people is not obscure, but is. I mean, you you've played it on the show; you're a fan. I didn't know that song. Um, episode one alone. Guess how? Take a guess. How many eighty songs was in episode? Just episode one. Oh,
0: Dory, I, I know this. I know this because I spoke of it. We are talking at least a dozen. <laughs>
1: 18.
0: Correct. 1880 songs in a, episode one. A wham dozen, as
1: they call it. <laughs> I'm just going to list a few of them. Okay, I've already mentioned Miramir about dollar. I want to know what love is by Foreigner, which actually becomes a regular song on the show. Going Underground, The Jam, I Fought the Law, The Clash, True, sta- spend our Ballet, Video Killed the Radio, star, the Buggles, Relax, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Original Sin in Excess, White Wedding, Billy Idol, Sweet Dreams are Made of This, Eurythmics, Hold the Line, Toto, Ugh. Sunday Girl, Blondie, and of course, the title song, A Town Called Malice by The Jam.
0: The, so that's just episode one, and it carries that's on, literally, on like that. One. I don't know if you're going to talk to it, but they the music is actually a character. And they use the music so well because there are some scenes, there are some episodes where mm. the characters will actually start singing the songs. They kind of like go into this like weird. Oh, this is what I
1: was getting to. This is yeah, what I was getting to. Yeah. It's, go for it. it yeah. suddenly becomes almost like music videos yeah. some of the time, Yeah, which is so funny and yet so, it's so eighties and it's so perfect. And it's like, it's just, I, I have nothing bad to say about this show. The cast are amazing. They're either fantastic actors Mm. or they're really beautiful or they're both. Mm -hmm. Like, you just can't go wrong. All I can say is watch it. I don't even want to say anything else other than you've got to watch the show. So the one thing- And and I mean, I would never have known about it if you hadn't told me. It never came up as like a recommended for me, which means Showmax does not know me at all. Sorry, Showmax, you do not know me. No, sort sort
0: out your algorithm, Showmax. So- the yeah. one thing on the, the music, the best thing in the music is that there is later on in the series, kind of one of the final episodes, they all mm. climb in the car and they, st- yes. Ghost Town, the song Ghost Town. Um, yes. It, by, who, did the, who did Ghost Town? Madness? It wasn't Madness. Um, no, the specials. Specials. Thank you. And if you've ever watched that music video, it's all of them singing in the car and they recreate <laughs> this. It's, it's so well done. It's just so bizarre. Doug um, like Dory said, it is on Showmax uh, in South Africa, but I think Showmax, I, I know in the UK, it's probably on Sky um, and uh, probably HBO. Um, I know we got some listeners in the States, but that is a town yeah. called Malice. It is phenomenal. And what I love about British shows is like Dory says, It could carry on for another season or it could go, it's done. I love British shows because they go, we're eight episodes and that's it. We've told the story. We don't need to egg this thing. We are done. And it just, everything wraps up so perfectly, but it's still wide open. It has got everything. It has got every, oh my word. It it literally has everything. If you like gangster type stuff, like lock stock and two smoking barrels, it's got it. If you like, it's got it's got it's got murder. It's got it. It covers issues of today back in the eighties. It's got it's it's it's
1: LGBT friendly. It's it's just it's got mustaches for days.
0: (laughs) It's the mayor. The mayor. Tiny shorts. Tiny shorts for days. And that's and those last three points. mm, The LGBTQI plus mm. the tiny shorts and the mustache is just the mayor.
1: That's one character. <laughs> just him. <laughs> oh, I even, really miss it. I, as, as much as I think it, it ended perfectly, I would love more because I actually really miss it now that I'm finished it.
0: Yeah, it's really good. The characters are so good and you can just see how it can expand, but that's phenomenal. Oh, Dory, you have mm. given me quite a hard act to follow. So Good. I could go, do I have something similar or do I just go complete opposite end? So go... <laughs> You, you've got so much choice. You've got to watch Zappetta, Geppetto, Zep, the, the 80s horror movie on TikTok. Maybe you've got to watch that. you got to imagine <laughs>
1: Zapota. <laughs> but you're close.
0: I'm close. Um, you've got to watch Town Called Malice. You maybe got to lie in your bed. You've got to imagine who's the half gonna off. So I'll give you something <laughs> definitely not going to watch. Y- you know, subsequently, we, now we know quite a lot about Chevy Chase. He's shown himself. Mm-hmm. And he's quite a dick, right? Yes. Which makes sense because in all his movies in the 80s, he's always a dick.
1: His character and community, he is literally that guy. And he's always that guy. He's always yeah. that guy. So
0: when when I have a fail safe, I go, what Chevy Chase movies were in the 80s? Because obviously we all know Caddyshack. We know the National Lampoon's, the various vacations but Mm. he did a bunch of other shit. And uh, today I got one of those other shits. Okay. (laughs) It's a shit. (laughs) It's Chevy Chase being an absolute dick. A 1981 movie called Modern Problems. Okay. So not very modern to to us. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if I know this one. No, no one does. No one does. Okay. Total flop. So it was at the time when Chevy Chase, huge on SNL, Uh, And they go, okay, let's put him in movies. He had, I think he had done Caddyshack. Um, Had he? No, he hadn't done Caddyshack yet. Try him out, right? Mm -hmm. So his character is an air traffic controller. Now, let me tell you, he could be a butcher. He could be a gynecologist. He could be a scuba instructor. There is no reason for him to be an air traffic controller. It doesn't come to a redemption arc. He's just an air traffic controller so that he can make a very bad joke of where somebody comes to him and says, so he's now on the like kind of talking to a plane, and uh, somebody's giving him a lunch at the same time, and then he goes, "Okay, that'll be three fifty for the tuna," and then the guy on the plane goes, "Okay, copy three fifty from Tunisia." He's like, "No, no, 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 I'm just ordering my lunch." That the only reason is air traffic <sighs> control is for
1: a bad joke like that, right? Wow. So, okay, that is so bad. He's having
0: a bad time. <laughs> his go- his girlfriend kind of like cheating on him someone keys his car, he's got to go to some going away party or after party at a gay club. It's like, oh, my life can't get any worse than this. Mm -hmm. And on the way, toxic goo splashes into his car and gives him superpowers, right? Chevy
1: Chase.
0: Okay. In a superpowered Chevy Chase. So he first now discovers that he's glowing. He's got this green glow on him, you know, which is nowhere as romantic as uh, um, Leroy uh, from... Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon. He had the great glow. Chevy Chase, has got a green glow. So the power he gets is he gets the power of telekinesis, which is very inconsistent in the movie. It's basically he can do anything, but this is the power he gets. So he just uses it to be a dick to everybody. Like he does not use it for, it's a sort of movie where he's set up to be, like you're supposed to root for him, but all he does with his powers is be a dick to everybody that you go, I actually can't stand you.
1: Such he's, an he's not a hero.
0: Not at, at all. all. Not, I don't think Chevy Chase can be a hero. He's too smarmy. Mm. He's too, like, just a bit smarmy. So lots of shenanigans ensue. He goes to a restaurant and now he's jealous because everybody's flirting and, um, you know, he's, oh, he's not in love. So he starts using his powers on people, makes this one guy's nose bleed. But like, not even the 80s, the, the fake TikTok horror movie Geppetto would show as much blood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see my notes. So every time I want to say the movie. Sapotha. Sapotha. Um But blood just streams out of this guy's face to the point where you're going, this is so unnecessary. It's not even funny anymore. Um, he Is this supposed
1: to be a kiddie friendly
0: movie? I don't know what it's supposed to be. I can't think of who the target market was because it sounds terrible. No, it's (laughs) terrible. It's, it's got a bit of a comedy, right? But then Uh it's a bit of a sci-fi and then there's a random rom-com bit in the middle of it. Um, it's just, it's just a mess.
1: He's like all over the place. All over the place. Yeah.
0: He floats people and smashes them into like pies. He's, he's, of course he undresses women and, and, you know, does, you know, that, that's just oh, typical of 80s once you get superpowers. I mean,
1: that's what Chevy Chase would do in real life if he had powers.
0: The conclusion is, so it's a movie called Modern Problems. Um, it sucks. It's, what a weird title. Yeah. For what you're telling me the plot is. Again, exactly. I suppose the only problem he had was that his girlfriend hated him because he has a dick. And I was like, well, wow, <laughs> it's kind of on you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I can't really do much about that. Um, so I think, so it's about an hour and a bit, just over an hour. And A Town Called Malice, there's eight episodes of about, they vary. So some are like over mm. an hour, some are 40 minutes. I yeah. think if you've got a lot of time to kill, rather watch A Town mm. Called Malice than Modern Problems.
1: For sure, for sure. You, you will not regret it.
0: Yeah, if you watch Modern Problems, you will regret it.
1: Sounds like it.
0: Yeah, sounds like a Chevy Chase is a dick. and um,
1: <laughs> but That's he, what the movie should have been called. <laughs> but but it should have been called
0: that. But you know what? We can't be upset, actually, that Chevy Chase is a dick because the, the breadcrumbs were there. He was dropping little dickhead breadcrumbs all over the place. And then suddenly we go, oh, Chevy Chase is a dickhead. He's like, I know. Have you not watched Duh. anything I've ever done?
1: <laughs> I'm the yeah. worst person. Why is he cancelled again? Racist. He is racist. A lot of he things. was he was racist on the set of Community, but yeah. I mean, he, he his character was racist. Yeah. His character was a racist, sexist ar- asshole, and then turned out he was just being himself.
0: Hey, you know, if you open that door, people are going to do it. Racists are going to race mm-hmm. um, if you <laughs> let them do it. Um, Maybe there's something else I can recommend. I want to jump into the next thing. So a few weeks ago, the last time we did the show, you recommended a great anime about yeah. that featured a magical cat. Which, Oh, and the cat, and yes, the cat, magical cat. A magical yes. cat, right. The name of that was, escapes my mind. Kiki's Delivery Kiki. Service. Kiki's Delivery Service. It got me thinking of another cat that we saw in the 80s. I said, I've got to find out what's going on. I've got to remind myself of a very, I think for a lot of boys in the 80s, a lot of kids in the 80s, we discovered this by accident. <laughs> if you were the kid that discovered yeah. Fritz the Cat by accident. Now, when last did you hear the name Fritz the Cat, if ever?
1: Probably in the 80s when I was a teenager. And I had no idea what people were talking about. So...
0: Fritz the Cat was, it's actually from the 70s, but uh, the VHS and the Betamax was floating around way into the 80s. And I know they re-released it in the 80s. It was definitely on the video store shelves gathering dust. Fritz the Cat was an X-rated animated movie, right? Made in the 70s. Now, nowadays, X-rated animation is kind of like, it's not weird. Like you get, firstly, you get tons of anime, tons of manga. Mm. um, But then you're looking at Simpsons, South Park, uh, Family Guy. So kind of like adult-centric animation is kind of commonplace. And Fritz the Cat was, you know, one of the first. And they say, you know, there's stuff that The Simpsons does that was nowhere near as gaudy as Fritz the Cat did, which is a lie. Mm. So (laughs) Fritz the Cat... (laughs) He's a cat, kind of looks like uh, Heathcliff, uh, a gray Heathcliff. And he's a college student. And all he wants to do is get high and bang other cat chicks. Okay. Right. That's all he wants
1: to do. I just want to say, I've never watched even one minute of this. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it.
0: Oh, great. Okay. So you're new, right? So Very new. There is no, the movie. So firstly, you discover this purely by accident. I know people whose parents rented it for them because they thought, oh, this is (gasps) animated. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You don't know. Um, So I know a lot of people discovered it that way. And then I know other people like me who had a miscreant cousin, Louie, 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 who definitely showed it Mm. to me and said, you have got to see this, right? Of course. So it's cat-based shenanigans. It's kind of split into, there's three stories in the one movie, but they almost unrelated it's kind of like three 30 minute movies that all happen differently um the first one involves a uh him going to a party everyone getting high and a massive animal orgy happening mass huge Huge animal
1: orgy um is this supposed to be like a turn on for people like to watch animals bonking is it supposed to be a turn i'm just i'm so confused
0: exactly you kind of go who is this made for now the the writer of fritz the cat wrote him as a comic book a very subversive um anti-establishment comic book like all the cops are pigs and there's a bit of problematic like the crows are definitely black people it's a little bit problematic that way uh so okay (laughs) right um But it was very anti-establishment, his messages. And for some reason, the movie had sex and a lot of sex. And we all knew it for for sex rather than like the messages around drugs and the messages around police brutality and the message around segregation. Because all of that is messages. But we all remember it as the one where the cats have orgies. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is... um, the cops kind of break down this party and there's a whole like cops are pigs, the police brutality whole message. Then the second message is about racial segregation because he ends up hanging out with the crows and learns all about how the crows are um, ostracized and how they segregated and how they kept away from the mainstream. But all the crows also just happen to be criminals. So that's also not great. And then the third one is an absolute pure acid trip where he ends up in the desert, there is there is a lot of weird shit happening there, but each one ends in an orgy. <laughs> right?
1: Of course. So
0: you're going, you are trying to land a message, but you also have cat sex, which like, <laughs> you know, you get furries now. Like you had of furries, I'm sure. Yes. Right. Yes. Like I probably planted the seed back then of going, ooh, I like this. I like what I'm seeing here. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Right. Yeah. The weirdest thing about all, oh, and, oh and, then, and then the final, final thing. Again, you hate Fritz. So he's actually such a jerk, you can't like him. And you're supposed to be rooting for him, but you can't stand him.
1: He's and like Chevy Chase.
0: He is Chevy Chase. And, Got it. and And maybe in a live action, maybe if they have to redo it, let Chevy Chase <laughs> voice Fritz the cat. So yes, it would the, work. In the end now, all his shenanigans and his drug taking and his orgies and everything catches up with him and he's lying in hospital. And he's going to die and he's got his four, he's got his harem of, I think there's an ox, there's two cats and a dog. This is now his harem of women. And um, he is about to die and then it ends up in an orgy. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> That's what it is. So I don't really know what message you're left with. There is something, the most disturbing thing about all of it is that the, everyone's like, what do they call it? Anna Morphic, anamorphic, anamorphic, where animals have human uh, characteristics, right? Yes, yes. Right. But all of the, f- they all have tails coming out of their bums, which makes no sense. Like, if you've, seen okay. an, if you've seen an animal, their tails are like at the back of them, above their bums.
1: All the animals okay.
0: have their tails, their, f- <laughs> okay. their tails coming out their bums. It's very specific tails coming out their bums. And hmm. there's bum stuff. There's suggestions of bum stuff. So I don't even know how this is happening. <laughs> it's all over the place. I think you may be thinking about it too hard. I've gone down the, 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 the Fritz the Cat rabbit hole, which conveniently mm. was the title of the sequel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was about to say, are there rabbit holes? Don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know about rabbit holes in this context. I really don't.
0: Oh boy. So that is, <laughs> that is Fritz the Cat. Um. Like I say, you discovered it in two ways. Either it was rented for you
1: very innocently when um, the Transformers movie was out. Do you think these kids told their parents what what they had done? What if the parents watched it with the kids? Oh my god! Are you, oh my
0: god! Oh my! You are not grabbing the remote control that is plugged into the TV because remember before the remote controls are plugged into the TV. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: That that was this, the first iteration of remote control. Was the youngest had to sit by the TV changing the channels. The second yes. iteration was with the actual cord. You the cord not,
1: <laughs> that you everyone would trip over. <laughs>
0: exactly, you are not grabbing that quick enough uh, to flick oh over God. from Fritz the cat. So I just had to go there. So I mean, Dory Kiki's delivery Thank you. service, maybe. No, you not. you started it. You started it because I'd forgotten. No, you did. Hey, you
1: did. the Kiki cat was a perfectly innocent person.
0: Until she met Fritz, and then, mm, or he met Fritz, and then Fritz. It was he. Yes, uh, it was he. Until he met Fritz, and then Fritz put on the Ritz. And, oh my um, god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, I want to finish off on one last thing. We love nothing more in the show than to go, "Hello, fellow young people. We're also with it." <laughs> <laughs> We spoke about um, TikTok already, Dori. Yes, of course. We're we're on the trends. We're on one TikTok trend, and now we're going to be talking about a song that is number three on the Billboard charts. Got got to number three on the Billboard charts. Have you heard the remake or the cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car by Luke Combs?
1: I haven't but I know who Luke Combs is. Do you? Yes, because of my 16-year-old. Yes, <laughs> Tori, you you're so relevant. You're so hip. <laughs> but I actually haven't heard that specific song. I'll have to check it out.
0: So huge, right? Because, of course, when a song that we love from the 80s pops up, you start seeing your Google Alerts, you start to see on playlists, you go, hey, hey, what the hell's going on? You start to see on TikTok. Mm. Did, did Tracy Chapman, she's not going to do anything cancelable, did she die? He's going, oh no, should Oh die.
1: God, that's no. always what you think of now. Always, uh, that
0: you got to think of, but no, thank goodness for the <clears throat> algorithms which are going to help our show and you know this is going in the show notes and we're going to use this for all the SEO so people can find our show. But Luke mm-hmm. Combs, a country western singer and he's covered or he did a tribute, so he loves Tracy Chapman's fast car, right? And he says, from when he was a kid, his dad used to d- drive him around, he loved the song. And in his concert, he always plays it, right? And sings it. And he decided to, you know,
1: put on a make album. an official release. Yeah. Put on the record. I'm beginning to think I don't know Luke Combs because of my 16 year old. If he's a country singer, I know Luke Combs because of Ryan. You know our mutual friend Ryan. I'll tell
0: you why. Give yourself a quick Google of Luke Combs. L U K E C O M B S. I think there is a separated at birth issue going on with Ryan and Luke Combs. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm Googling as we speak, you but got, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's actually
0: yeah, where you, I would have heard his name. You got to do this. Luke Combs, Ryan line. put those into your Google search. Oh my search. God. Hey? Hey? Oh my God. What am I telling you? What am I saying? Totally separated at birth. That is a separated at that birth. That is weird. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. So he's a country singer. So he puts, he puts Fast Car on his album. And releases the album, and it's not even like one of the singles. Just like it's just there because if people liked it. I'm going to release it. It goes ballistic. It throws his management, to the record company. They go, "What the f? Jeez, we didn't expect this car to be this song to be so huge." And of course, it's huge. And mm-hmm. um, goes to uh, number three on the Billboard charts, number one on the country charts. That Tracy Chapman is now the first black woman to have a number one song
1: on the country charts. <laughs> amazing (laughs) Amazing. how does she feel about this she
0: she loves it she loves it she says she's so glad that her song can inspire a new generation she's so happy with it she loves the way he's done because he's changed nothing
1: he's done it exactly completely different context and meaning
0: um i don't think so because he hasn't changed any of the lyrics
1: because i know but when that song is sung by a black woman versus by a red-headed country guy right very different
0: sure okay sure but look he didn't change any (laughs) of the lyrics because even he says he he talks about in female context when i was a checkout girl at a supermarket that he hasn't changed it but yeah i do get it it is it is a completely different context but uh, listen tracy chapman loves it he's having success it's all over tiktok that's cool it gives us relevance you know (laughs) that's the main thing (laughs)
1: that's
0: the main thing on that 80 show the eternal quest for relevance
1: uh, quick one yes have you watched the barbie movie yet
0: uh no but i hear good things i won't i don't love margot robbie enough to see that much pink
1: there's there's some cool eightiesness to I it
0: i believe so i believe so yes I, I believe there's an indigo girl song in there as well that's
1: there is It is. I mean, I'm surprised that that's not like top of the charts. I mean, it might be. It's big on TikTok. I'm not the charts event. I don't check them. We should ask the charts event.
0: (laughs) I have. I have seen it on recommended. I have seen it on uh, TikTok. So,
1: Mm. um, it's so weird because that song completely does not fit. I mean, I understand why it's being used, and I, I see you, Greta. I see you. I get it, but it's like it. It totally doesn't fit in the movie. Okay. Yeah. So weird. (laughs) <laughs> but uh so you uh,
0: i assume i assume you've seen the barbie movie
1: i did i went to go watch it on the big screen uh, my second movie on the big screen in the last five years or so
0: gee that is prolific it is
1: it was highly enjoyable no i can i can imagine i can imagine
0: super enjoyable
1: michael Sarah is the best because
0: the best. he plays like some weird off-brand or forgotten Ken, right? Or Ken male Well,
1: he, so so he plays – I never knew that this was a thing. I've since done some research. Alan was a real doll who they, they marketed initially as Ken's best friend, mm-hmm. but they killed it because everyone was like, oh, that's Ken's boyfriend. Yeah. Because Alan is very camp. <laughs> Not Ken, really. Ken is very camp. In, exactly.
0: But Alan's more. Tell me – I've seen a lot of the publicity photos or it was, you know, planted photos of the two of them roller skating in mm-hmm. what looks like LA in the most eighties yep. outfits. Like how good that is!
1: the most eighties part of it? Absolutely. Brilliant. It's glorious. Yeah, There's so
0: much day glow. It's there. There's mo- there's fanny packs. There's plastic caps.
1: Ryan Gosling is phenomenal in this movie. He really is. He's perfect. He gets a lot of hate
0: gets a lot of hate. I, I cannot tell you that I've ever watched a movie with him. I can't even think about it. You've never watched Drive? No. I don't, I don't oh think my I. Oh I don't know if I like him. There's a lot of Ryan's around.
1: Oh, you will like him when you watch the Bobby movie.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So I'll, hang on. Has your kid not wanted to go see it? Or did no, you she, just she's not. She's watched, she's watched it.
0: She's watching it. My wife, my wife my oh. and my daughter have watched it. Yeah. Of course. Okay. They've watched it. They got the message. And They're down with the patriarchy. They're down mm-hmm. with the patriarchy.
1: It's not necessarily, it's not entirely that. It's not, a, it's, it's actually about toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. Okay. It's not a whole man-hating movie. It's not. If, if that's what people get from it, then they've got, they've got the message wrong.
0: Well, it, listen, you know a lot of people are getting that.
1: <laughs> I know, of- but it's not the message.
0: No, I don't buy into that. Listen, I'll be very toxic and say I love Margot Robbie. So, okay, maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. Maybe I'll give it a go.
1: It's <laughs> worth watching.
0: Um, this has been that 80 show Everything we spoke about on the show You can find on that 80 show essay on Facebook um, Go back in uh, in our feed on that 80 show essay Just plug that in that 80 show essay The podcast You'll find all our episodes there Plus loads of interviews That we've done over the past two years Some really big names in there uh, We post up everything we've spoken about On the 80 show essay Facebook page uh, Dory, what has been the favorite thing you learned about I mean, Dory, just to recap Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we found out about the sh- the roommates of Christopher Reeve, Robin Williams, Pee Wee Herman, and David Hasloff, Which then I may, mean may that or may is my be. favorite
1: thing that I learned. That
0: is because your what else thing. is there? That is it. I, I mean that was the first thing we spoke about in the show, and we went on so much more. You would have thought we'd close our brains out. It has only been an hour, but every week we find the most <laughs> up to date eighties related content to bring to you. Hmm. There is no other show like this. Where else are you going to get it? Where else? Nowhere else. Maybe in a town called Malice. Thanks for joining (laughs) me, Tori. Goodbye.
1: Bye.